We are live. Here we go. Ludo's Vico pouring the shots started over it here. early. Some Amado del Capo. Everybody's always asking what we're oh. what we're drinking over here. Every time you come, what is it? What's the drink, uh, uh, Ludo? Apple juice. <laughs> Amaro del Capo. <laughs> the drink of the real fans. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they're paying us. Uh, salud. Where are you going, Mike? He's got to fix the uh, the angle. Cheers. A salute. Cheers, Mike. All right, we'll wait for you. We'll wait for you. Come on, Mike. Come on, Mike. Come on, where's the hospitality? Come on, Manolas. Yeah. Salute. Yeah. Why you? I'm thinking of Nuevo Home after this one. <laughs> for anyone that uh, that missed it, head on over to uh, our Instagram right now. There's a video of Ludovico dancing. Instagram story. Everybody baby. loved that video of you the other day. Uh, it was spontaneous. It was natural. It was something. It was the spirit of the moment. Uh, I don't think you knew that anybody was even recording you. It was dark. There were cars slowly passing by. Like, what are these guys doing? Well, we were in the parking lot, actually. Yeah, it was, yeah. uh, so it was uh, our cars, let's say, that uh-huh. uh, we were trying to get home. Trying to get home. But we did get home. <laughs> but that's just, it's just Ludovico in his natural environment. Yes. It's the, uh, the, the way of being... Um, uh, spontaneous, and that's basically the Neapolitan way of uh, of doing uh, things, living day by day, moment by moment, enjoying life, and simple things uh, give us happiness. Whether it's a sunny day, a good cup of coffee, a nice drink, good friends, nice pizza, you know, simple things make us happy. I think that's that was the it caption. It fills our life. I think the caption on our tweet was, "It's always a good time when you're around Napolitani because yes. you just you live yes. life." Yes, yes. We, it, it, it's very, we don't usually, it's very hard for us to get upset, to get uh, annoyed. And, uh, mm-hmm. But we always, you know, we have that upbeat about, uh, about uh, life. And uh, that's, the way, that's the way we are. That's why everyone loves us. I agree. Because we're very spontaneous. We're very, uh, <laughs> you know, we have that quick uh, yeah, answer, you do have that. answer to, uh, to, uh, to everything. And we take life uh, with a certain philosophy. I Definitely agree, and I think that's that's part of this. You know, we talk about Serie A, we talk about culture, but it's also the lifestyle, the, culture, the lifestyle, getting to know you, getting to know the culture of Italy, because that's just one part. You know, the football is one part, but then everything that goes around it. And I think that that's one thing that everybody admires about Italy is usually the passion of the fans that you don't often see in some other places, and especially Napoli. I know I was watching uh, Osudato Namorato with right. with uh, eighty thousand fans. In uh, Naples, everybody well, was singing. when the Maradona times. When Maradona used to come out of the tunnel, when Napoli back then there was a, there was a tunnel behind the uh, the goal. That's where the team came out from. And when uh, Maradona came out, the, uh, the the song would go the Oi vita, oi vita mia, oi core, gisto core. You know, life, my life. You know, the heart of my uh, of my life. You are my life. You are my first love. And that's what the song is all uh, is all about. So that was the song of the. Uh, of the '80s, when Napoli won the two, uh, the two scudetto. I I advise anybody to go on YouTube and watch that. Even if you don't understand it, even if you're not a Napoli fan, you could appreciate the love that everybody has around there, all for that one thing. Uh, I know it gives it gives me goosebumps every time uh, every time I, I watch uh, some of those videos. Uh, but anyway, Ludo, what's up? How you doing? Hey. Doing good. Hey. hey, listen, you're the, you know you're the only <laughs> one out of everybody that won it this weekend. Yes. Everybody else's team tied. And Roma. Yes. And, and Roma. Roma. Yeah. I meant out of the, the crew that was there. You... Okay. Well, every week, uh, every week, Marco, is a, uh, is a unique week, uh, especially during these, uh, you know, these times that, uh, like we discussed last week about the COVID, about players testing positive. Uh, you might be thinking of a particular uh, lineup for the weekend or preparing your team in a, uh, in, a, in, a, in a certain way based on your opponents and then boom, all of a sudden, now you have one positive, you have two positives, you have three positives, now you have to rearrange, the, you have to reshuffle the, uh, the, the, the cards and it's not easy for, uh, it's, it, every week is a, for a coach, it's, it's, it's not easy. It's, it's not easy to, uh, you know, mentally to, uh, to be ready because you, you don't know what's going to happen uh, an hour from now or 24 hours from now with with uh, with what's happening uh, with what you know with what's happening around so. it's true it's true uh you spoke about coaches and it immediately made me think of you know the the latest breaking news uh which we haven't gotten your thoughts on uh Beppe Iacchini has been sacked by Fiorentina 
a prediction that we all made on the podcast. I think we all said that it well, was it was time previously correct. last week, the week before. Uh, we I don't think anybody here really believed in Yakini since the start of the season that he would be the guy for Fiorentina. He is officially sacked, and Cesare Prandelli returns as coach of Fiorentina. Uh, first off, your thoughts and just um, a little information about it since since it happened. Uh, the rumors, according to uh, Gazeta, are that he's going to switch out the three-five-two and go to a four-three-three. I'll read off the team: Dragoski and Net Milenkovic back in the right back position, Petzela, Caceres in the middle, Biragi as a left back, the middle three: Castrovilli, Pulgar, and Amrabat, and then up front: Callejon, Vlahovic, and Ribery. I'll just say real quick: I think that this is much more suited for Fiorentina, the four-three-three, than the three-five-two, which, in my opinion, Yakini was forcing. At times, we saw Ribery and Callejon playing as the two center forwards in a 3-5-2, which were completely out of position. Ludovico, your thoughts on the sacking and, and Prandelli? Well, um, on the sacking, we, we, we knew it was coming, and uh, I think the appropriate time to, uh, uh, to sack a coach, if you really uh, have to do it, is during an international break, where you, know, you have the players, you have a couple of weeks to work with, but... Uh, Based on what you said, the 4-3-3, I agree, based on the uh, roster that Fiorentina has. But we have to give Prandelli uh, some time in order for the players to get adjusted to, uh, to his methods of training, to his practices, his philosophy, and his mentality. Things do not happen overnight. Things do not change overnight. It's going to take, take a little time. But these frequent changes in, um, in Fiorentina which it's now almost uh, over a year and a half that uh, uh, Comiso purchased the team and we're not able to start a, uh, a cycle. Like we said last week, it's one of the seven top payrolls in Serie A, but now we're still scrambling uh, who's going to be the coach, what's happening, when is this cycle going to start. Brandelli has a, um, a contract until June. So, of course, if he does well, it will be... Uh, it will be extended. He will have a two, three-year uh, uh, contract once the spring comes around. But it remains to be seen. But I think that's the right formation based on the roster, the 4-3-3. Let's give him a little time. I think it, uh, Yakini is the type of coach that you want to bring in as a Band-Aid. You, you, you're going down. You need points. You need. He'll mix a salad. He'll put something together. And he'll able to, uh, to, uh, to save the team. But as far as creating a, a, a something serious, a project, a two, three year project, meaning bringing Fiorentina in the um, in Europa League, Iacchini was not the coach and, and we knew that. So Comiso took a little bit of that American mentality to Europe, the business mentality, which is not necessarily the cultural mentality, the, the football mentality. Where okay, this guy is doing well. He did well. He deserves another chance. He deserves yeah. now. You sometimes decisions are not made based on short term. It they made also on long term decisions. Where you want to be as a club two years from now, three years from now. This particular coach might be doing well now. He did well. He did save the team. But is this the coach to bring me to the next level? And Yakini was not. And I think that was the wrong decision by Comiso. He did not listen to his uh, uh, entourage, to his uh, um, consiglieres. Let's let's uh, put it this way. And he wanted uh, to make that decision. And I believe, based on what I know from, uh, based on what I've heard, it was him that made the decision to to keep uh, uh, Yakini while everyone else wanted to uh, to get rid of him. Prade included. What do you I, think of uh, Prandelli? Your first, uh, your first like uh, choice, like he, <clears throat> him and well, a few other um, people were rumored. I you think he was the best guy for Fiorentina right now. It's not the best guy, uh, Mike. I think it was the only guy available at this point. A guy that uh, knows Florence, lives in Florence, uh, knows the fan, the fan base, uh -huh. uh, knows the club more or less. Even though probably you know he doesn't know the new, the new on, uh, the new owners, but he was the only uh, coach. Uh, uh, available. We all know what uh, Fiorentina mm -hmm. wanted uh, uh, at the beginning of the season was Juric from uh, from Verona, but mm -hmm. then he signed with uh, with Verona. Now I think he became the top player. If you ask me, who's the top player of Verona right now? I'm going to say it's the coach, because what the guy does, it's pure miracles. I mean, the guy's a saint. 
based on what you know the players that were sold and what the the club got gave them uh, instead, you know, the gave replacements. Them. I yeah. mean, this guy is yeah, every he's, week he's is, a, is, a, is a miracle what this guy is able to do. And look at the, the standings. He's in what third, fourth place, I believe. Uh, Verona with uh, you know with, with, with a roster uh, like that. So he deserves a lot of respect. He was not Prandelli was not the first choice. I think it's the only choice. I think uh, Sarri <clears throat> would be that choice, or maybe someone like Spalletti. But uh, now you're talking about a lot of money, and now you have three coaches on the payroll. You have a uh, uh, Yakini until June. Uh, you have Prandelli until June, and you still have Montella. So it's, I guess it's though. another transitional year for uh, <clears throat> for Fiorentina. Basically, that their goal is to be on the left side of the standings, but based on the payroll that they have, uh, having a, a shot at uh, qualifying for the preliminaries of Europa League, I think it's a long shot. Other uh, big news that we got to talk about uh, that were different that, that we got today was uh, Roma's appeal against uh, Ellis Verona's 3-0 win, where they fielded the ineligible Diawara, and uh, they tied 0-0, I believe it was 0-0, one one, one or, one zero, or zero. zero. It was a draw. Uh, they they tied and uh, they ended up <clears throat> losing the match out of default three zero to Ellis Verona. Their appeal was rejected today, as well as which was pretty expected. I think everybody really expected right. that Roma's was going to be. I mean, there was no real dispute. You know, it was yeah. the the facts were the facts. Uh, Napoli against Juve- Juventus against Napoli was the bigger one that I think some thought could have went the opposite way. For those that don't know, Juventus versus Napoli. Napoli did not uh, play, did not go to Torino, did not travel to Torino based off some uh, local health authorities' judgment saying that they should not have gone to Torino. They ended up losing the match 3-0 by default and a one-point deduction. Both appeals so um, were rejected, both the one-point and the, the loss. Napoli is going to further, I know Ludovico will know exactly where they're sending this to, the next court. But Ludovico, first of all, do you know where they're sending the next? Uh, well, the next uh, uh, it would be the CONI, Comitato Olimpico Nazionale Italiano. CONI is the uh, is the uh, the Italian uh, sports authority, let's say, that overlooks <clears throat> all the uh, all the, uh, the, the 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 sports. Like let's say, it would be the um, if Italy would bid for the Olympics, it would be CONI doing you know the the, the bid for the Olympics. So it, it overlooks. It's the authority. The, the, the organization that overlooks all the sports, all the Italian uh, uh, sports, CONI. Uh, that w- and then after that, you have the TAR, T-A-R, but now you're getting out of the sports uh, uh, scheme of things, and now you go into the uh, ordinary uh, laws uh, of, you know, who had the, uh, the, uh, the priorities and who had the, uh, the, 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 the voice in the decision-making, but that would be, I would take months for uh, you know to reach tar you know the roma tar they're going to replay uh, the match right. uh, next tribunale, year uh, tribunale so right uh, tribunale amministrativo regionale which with, which that is in uh, in rome but that has nothing to do with sports they overlook all the the um, the uh, uh, you know all the all the papers and all the documentation that's uh, uh, that's tar but coney i think will only overlook also at the uh, at, at, at sporting the, uh, side, yeah, at the sporting side, on the cultural side, on the football uh, uh, side. So I think uh, in the next round, Napoli will uh, also be rejected the appeal. The only chance we have is at the uh, tar level, but that will be the the fourth appeal. But now we're going way in uh, February, March, you know, in the spring, for that to really uh, you know for that to happen. I was gonna say the same thing. I was gonna say the same thing. I think that they have the best shot at. And getting it from another level, I think from a sporting level, you're never going to win the uh, the result, especially because you know more matches have been played, more teams have traveled uh, outside and inside. So they would really need to prove that the local health authority stopped them from going, and it would have been too much of a risk. Your thoughts on first of all the appeal being rejected, and then multiple appeals coming? Do you think well, it's the right move, or well, you 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 have to try you 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 have to try to open uh, um, every door possible. You you have these options, and I think you should you know follow through. Absolutely, I agree. But as a Napoli fan, I I have to say I am disappointed and I am frustrated for for many reasons. Do I agree with the decision? Yes, I do. I do agree with the decision. The appeal. Uh, the decision. appeal. The the the. Uh, uh, today's the uh, uh, appeal. 
because I, they wanted, it was too early in the season. There was a protocol in place. And now if this decision would have been overturned, now you're opening the doors for other clubs that have played with positive cases. Let's look at Spezia, for example. I mean, we're talking about half a dozen here. Spezia, and they showed up at every game. Parma, the same thing. Other clubs also have shown up. <clears throat> now you're going to open the doors. You're going to open up a can of worms that let's say, okay, Napoli uh, got their points back or some of their points back. Now let's do the same thing. So now the season would have ended very, very quickly. And I don't think that would have been correct. So the uh, the decision-making has to do with making a point. It's okay, Napoli did this. They should have never done it. We don't want anybody else to do it. We want this Serie A to continue. There's a lot of money at, at stake. Uh, clubs are already losing money because of the fans and the, and the advertisement and the uh, sky and the TV rights. We have to try to save as much as possible. So we have to make a point. Set a precedent. Right, set a standard and say, no, we, we have to stick to our guns that nobody else can open doors for somebody else to do what Napoli did. And that I do, I do agree. Now you're going against also against Juventus, which is also a team, a club that has their saying in the Italian in the Italian Federation, in the uh, in the uh, in the Italian uh, in the Italian league, but now from the other side, why not play this game? I mean, you were going against a Juventus that you didn't know at that time whether it was fish or meat. A team that was still, you know, a a, a team that was still being assembled, a, a team that was a little bit. It, it, I I think the Napoli. Going to uh, Torino, Napoli could have won that game. Yeah. We, we, we could have yeah. played and we, we, we could have set our own. And, and that's what frustrated me. Now, you have a club like Napoli or any professional club, whether it's Serie A or Serie B, you don't just have one lawyer. You have many lawyers at your fingertips. These guys, they studied a protocol to the T, every letter, <clears throat> every comma, every exclamation point. They have to study and know, okay, this is what can happen. This is what will happen. Let's not do it. You, 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 you have to advise the club in a more decisive and, and better way. I think Napoli should have played that game. I think Napoli should have left for Torino. Just like the ASL, the, the, uh, the um, health authority of Tuscany, held the players back this week because Caleon was positive. So Asla did not allow the players from Fiorentina to leave, but they left anyway. The same way they did not allow Piemonte, they did not allow Ronaldo to leave for Portugal, but he also left. The Roma, uh, Asla, you know, the region of uh, Lazio, also did not allow the Roma players to leave, which they did not leave. So now if the local health authority has the right to stop players from reaching their destination with their national teams, why shouldn't they have that right to stop players from playing a Serie A game? So there's the, the, the protocol, the same like the protocol for Serie A and the UEFA is completely different, and that's what's happening with Lazio. You guys know what's been going on with Lazio. Immobile, he's negative for Serie A, but he's positive for, for UEFA. So he yeah. can play Serie A, but he cannot play crazy. Europa League. It's crazy because now the, the Italian Federation does not have one lab, meaning a uh, FIGC, Federazione Italiana Gioco Calcio lab. Lazio goes to Avellino to, to have their uh, uh, test examined. Napoli might go to uh, Firenze or Fiorentina might go to Sicily. No, it needs to be one, one lab that is authorized yeah. by the Lega Calcio, by the Italian Serie A, and say, okay, this is where all the tests are going. This is our uh, lab. This is the one we trust. This is where everything has to go through. And that's not happening. So 
Lazio is also in a little bit of trouble. They're investigating, UEFA is investigating why these players are being, you know, are, are being tested negative and then they go to UEFA and they test it, you know, they test it past. So the laws and the regulations and the protocol is not solid. It's not firm. So Napoli, at that point, what do you do? I think Napoli, De Laurentiis, I think that was a big mistake. I think we should have uh, left for Torino. We should have played that game. And who knows? We would have lost. Who knows? But maybe we also a big chance at that time, the way Napoli was playing. I think at that time, you know, Napoli could have could have played a, a decisive game. I, I apologize for being a little bit, you know, to uh, uh, painting a, a, a larger Perfect. picture, but... It's a, it's a big issue, though. It's very complicated for many saying. people. It is. So it, 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 exactly. it, it is a complicated, but I am upset. I'm frustrated as a Napoli fan. I think it should have been uh, uh, it should have been decided uh, differently. I do agree with the decision uh, today. I I agree why the decision was made, but I also have to blame the 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 Napoli uh, organization, the uh, the club and the Laurentiis for now allowing the the the, the team to leave for uh, for uh, uh, Torino a month ago, and uh, who knows. You know, maybe we, we, we would have gotten our asses kicked 5 nothing. Who know? I, We don't know. But I think that game Napoli should have played and uh, and uh, could have won. And I just want to add time. something real quick. Uh, apparently, Napoli still have four degrees so they can appeal. The yes, Mac- he said, he said. Uh, yes. Uh, you name them all, right? Yeah, said, yes, Coney and then you have yeah. the Tar. So do you think uh, you think uh, ADL, uh, you think he's definitely going to pursue this all the oh, way to the last Mike, thing, right? Said, yeah. Mike, you, you, you have to pursue it. You, you have yeah. to pursue, you know, That's we're, we're talking about four points here. If you could get one out of four or maybe exactly. two out of four or something overturned, it's, 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 it's a blessing. Why not continue... And, uh, uh, and try and, to fight for you know, it. But yeah. it's going to take. It. He said it's going to take. Yeah, it's going to take months. To go to TAR, meaning the fourth. Uh, um, the, the, the sentence with TAR, I think we, we're going to reach March, even April, maybe. It's going to take uh, uh, months for the fourth appeal to uh, to be decided. But we're not going to win, I don't think, the, you know, the third round of appeal with Coney. I don't think we're going to win because we're still in the sports in the uh, area. I mean, Tar, you're getting out because mm-hmm. now Tar has to examine the uh, ASLA, which is the local health authority, the regional health authority, and the uh, and the and the sports side. So everything gets taken into consideration. I want to mm-hmm. switch gears uh, a little bit. Let's talk about the last round of Serie A because there's a lot of talking points. Um, before we go there, I, I want to start with Inter because I think there's a lot. I know you you've had a very strong opinion about Conte. I know Antonio yesterday went off on Peter about Conte. It was very very heated. And for the first time, I saw Peter not really defending himself, well, sorry, his coach as much. And Peter kind of built into it saying, you know, I'm starting to think that Conte is not really, he's, he was disappointed in Conte and, and what happened. But before we say that, I want to remind everybody that next Monday, November 16th, we have our merchandise drop. Um, our next release is coming 12 p.m. Eastern time. The link is in the bio for the mailing list. Uh, I'm wearing one of the shirts right now. We've got masks. We've got hoodies. We've got t-shirts. We also have a, t- uh, a collaboration with Mattia Polibio, TikTok sensation. The guy's incredible. He's a big, uh, big cultural fan too. So get ready for that mailing list and text us for all of your updates. And Mike, why don't you tell them the other uh, update that we have that's that's available now? Yeah, so actually we have in the description right now, we have a Patreon uh, that you can check out right now. Big news. Yeah, actually big news. We've been working on it for quite a while. What is it, four or five months or something like that? Yeah. So, yeah, so we're gonna put exclusive content in there based on the tiers that we have there. Still, uh, still early development, but as of now, we have a bunch of stuff over there. So uh, for some, for some podcasts, we're gonna throw up there. Uh, I think we're gonna start doing the podcast with Ludo, throwing up, throwing it up there. We're gonna do some exclusive videos with Antonio, throwing it up there. Uh, you get a lot of benefits like uh, our cultural merch, uh, stuff that you never see before. So definitely check it out, see the tiers, and maybe sign up for if you guys wanna check that out. It's in the description. We had a lot of people asking us. To, to start a Patreon. It's, a, it's another way to connect uh, with our fans and, and connect yep. on a different level and to help people support. We know everybody's always mentioning us to support uh, and give back and then we always expand and do things even better. And I know um, we're, we're creating an Antonio Rants segment. <laughs> you know how Antonio is. He loves to go on his rampages. Yesterday, he didn't want anyone talking but himself. So As usual. <laughs> for, yeah, as usual. So we're going to give him just his own dedicated segment 
10 minutes of just, he'll pick a topic every week, 10 minutes, nobody will interrupt him. He will go on his rant about something that he feels passionate about. That will be exclusively on our Patreon. Uh, so we appreciate everybody. You can hit the link in the bio. I uh, really appreciate if you support us. I was, I was going to say, is gonna be crazy. I was say uh, Ludo, we're going to tell Anto, okay, ran for 10 minutes. We're going to pretend to turn on the camera. Just leave it <laughs> like, He'll stay talking, there for two keep, hours. Keep talking, keep talking. Yeah, yeah still keep talking. <laughs> yeah, and, and also our uh, weekly predictions every week will start uh, to go on there. We know a lot That's of people right. are using them for betting advice um, and all this kind of good stuff. So uh, help, help us out. Hit the Patreon. Support if you like all of our content over there. Let's talk about Conte. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on Inter? Obviously, they tied 1-1 to Atalanta, but it feels like one win in eight games for Conte to start the season. How do you think, how do you judge that? Well, again, like I said before, Conte this year has no uh, uh, excuses. You have a three-year contract. This is the second year. And uh, you have to, you, you're struggling in the, um, in the Champions League. In uh, in Serie A, you're not able to uh, to find uh, 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 the uh, the rhythm and the alternatives. And I keep saying and thinking that Inter is Lukaku dependent, and you cannot you cannot only depend on one player to do the sign of the cross and say, okay, let's hope he's going to put the ball in. Let's hope we get exactly. the ball uh, uh, to him. And uh, and he'll able to score, and we, you know we could win this game week after week. You have to be able to create a um, a, a balance uh, alternatives, just like Napoli has to. I think. I mean, even though uh, Napoli, the the issue is more mentally than actually on the uh, uh, on the field because you have already a, uh, um, a set roster, but with Inter. You have to be able to find the uh, the uh, alternatives. You have Barella having a great uh, a great season, and he still doesn't know who to start, who to play, who can he count on. And I don't think he does the the to study the opponents in order to put the 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 the, the, uh, the, um, the right players on the uh, on the um, on the field to play against that. Uh, that particular team on that particular uh, on that particular weekend, but the tie. I think they played the first half. I have to admit they did play really well the the, uh, the first half, and then Atalanta. You know the pride came out the uh, the second half. Lautaro uh, because of um, uh, Lukaku not being there. I think Lautaro had a great uh, had a great uh, uh, game, but. Again, we, we are dependent on. Uh, I mean, Lautaro had not Lukaku. Lautaro had a great game, but it's still Lukaku dependent, mm-hmm. and that has to. Now we have to find uh, alternatives in order to 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 uh, to create something that's really that's really solid and and that could push Inter to the uh, to the first uh, place in the uh, in the standings. And the defense also mm-hmm. has something to do. And I also think, my opinion, Andanovic. To date, mm-hmm. he's not having one of his best seasons. That's, that's actually a big talking point right now. It's, it's the Inter fans saying, Handanovic, there are some questionable ones that should be saved. A lot of shots. That, Agree. And, you know, we had Agree. Mike LaBelle on our stream, and he, he said the same thing right when he saw the shot. He said, I mean, Handanovic, you have to do better. And, and I know that Conte has been frustrated with his team, that they are conce- they're taking a lot of shots and they're not scoring. They'll take 30 shots to score one goal, while in the reverse... They have one shot against them, and automatically and the other Correct. team is a goal. Whether that's the defense, whether that's a goalkeeper. You're a big tactics guy. 3-5-2 that Conte is sticking by. Do you think he's right to stick by his 3-5-2? Obviously, it's, it's had him success almost everywhere that he's went. Or do you think that this Inter is more adapt for a different formation? I think I think the three five two is the right formation. A lot of teams in Serie A, the majority of the teams in Serie A, they're playing the uh, the 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 three five two. He has the players, but it's just he needs to find that base formation in order that these players get to know each other on the field. It's not that you know to change week after week and try to change the rosters and try to see okay. Who's going to pull something out of the hat this week? Is it going to be this guy? Should I start that guy? And also, he expected certain things from certain players 
that so far they have not delivered based on on the way he wants to do things. But I think the three five two is the right. It's just finding the right uh, formation, the base formation. Remember, you 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 have to have that base formation, that spinal cord, and then you can change uh, uh, certain positions uh, uh, around the field. But the spinal cord has to be the same week in and week uh, and week out. I had a question, Ludo. There was a, it was also a big talking point about Conte and about the season. Does, if Conte does not win the Scudetto this season, does he get the pass because of COVID? Or do you think it's time for him to go? What do you think will happen? Or what do you think uh, they should do if uh, Inter don't win the Scudetto this season? I don't think, I don't think uh, Inter can afford... To, to let Conte uh, go. He's not going to be uh, uh, let go. Wow. I think okay. if, he's finished, if he finishes the, the top four, then uh, he's, going, he's going to stay. Champions regardless? League, regardless. Wow. Champions okay. League is very important for a club like, uh, uh, like Inter. Inter that has the reputation around the world. And Inter is one of those clubs that should be in Champions League every single year because of its uh, because of its history he's got 3 years on his uh, on his contract he has to uh, deliver the mentality for champions league is not there yet it's it's a, it's a different mentality mm-hmm. between serie a and champions league inter in champions league to date has failed to reach that uh, that, that mental toughness in order to get you through the tough games and the tough matches in order for you to to qualify. I believe they're in less place. Yeah, in last their, place. Uh, After in losing their, Real Madrid. Uh, in their, right. So now most likely they will uh, be in uh, in third place. They will finish third and they will go to Europa League. Let's hope they do they do qualify. But I don't think it will be... Uh, I don't think he will be fired. Uh, wow, okay. Uh, I think they will give him the third year. He will stay until the uh, the end of his uh, of his contract. We got a donation from BitDoc. Uh, thank you for your donations, by the way, guys. Uh, you, you can also hit that Patreon. We appreciate everybody who's uh, signing up for the Patreon right now. Uh, he said, hey, guys, do you agree? Conte's biggest weakness is forcing his style and mentality on his team rather than adapting his tactics to their strengths. I agree with this, and I, I think that Conte's always been one that says that he adapts his teams. I don't agree. I think that he forces his 3-5-2 on any team that he goes to. And their spine of their team is constantly the same thing. It's Lukaku, play it back to Lautaro. Once Lautaro gets it, the two center mids go up, go into space, right fullback, uh, left wing back, go up, cross the ball in. It is the same routine, mundane play every single time. And yes, it has worked in the past. I do agree. I don't know if people are figuring it out, if teams are figuring it out. I also think that people are overreacting about this Inter. I think they're going to start winning once they get Lukaku back, once they get a couple players back. But I do agree that Conte is not making himself look good right now. You need to learn how to adapt even when you're missing players. We see him putting Perisic as a striker. Perisic is not a striker. But he is forcing this formation and he's not he's a wing not back able either. to adapt his game. Yeah, he's not a, uh, the thing is, he's not a wing back either. And I think that's the biggest, uh, That I think that's what's hurting Inter right now. They got players like Eriksen that doesn't fit in a 3-5-2 formation. So he tries to force him in a different position that he's not used to. And I feel like that, uh, to me, honestly, that that's where it hurts. If they play with a four-man back line, change up the midfield, maybe play with one striker, play with uh, a trequartista right behind the striker, I feel like they could do better in some games, especially when uh, a lot of these games, they had a lot of players out due to COVID slash injury. Ludo, what do you think on uh, that sense? Well, this is, this is the general uh, um, view of many of the Italian teams. Uh-huh. I was reading a couple of days ago, oh, Marcelo is leaving, uh, Real Madrid. is leaving Real Madrid. Juventus, are you ready to, to, to get, you know, to sign the uh, Marcelo? Okay, Marcelo, experienced uh, uh, player, won Champions League, tough mentally. But now, are we getting Marcelo because he can fit into a particular pattern, team pattern? Or are we getting Marcelo because of the name? Exactly. And just to get him in and hopefully he will do something great and, and, and make a difference. And that's what I think has been, uh, has been the fault of Conte uh, uh, to date. Okay, I want this player. Let me get Eriksen. Let me get Vidal. Let me get Sanchez. 
but now to mix this salad and to have a uh, uh, um, a set a, a, a base team, it's not easy. And it's like going like with Juventus that because of the metal, Juventus is able to win in Italy. But now we get these players on uh, on free transfer that they come in. But now do they really fit into that style of play with Conte, who's they made him happy in every sense of the way in buying players and the 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 organization, the club, the president spend a lot of money. But now we're getting these players, and he's not able to fit into that pattern. Now, are we getting the names or, or the player that we actually need? And that's what I give Fonseca of Roma a lot of credit, which he's done very well. Yeah, he's done he's exactly. done very well in. Adapting, changing, uh, changing positions. Look what he's done with the Armenian player. Mikitarian. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He scored, scored a hat. He scored a hat trick. Look at Pedro. Look at. I mean, he's yeah. able to mend the tour with his players to what he Correct. had, especially to, with all the injuries. Jekyll was out to Look change the cards on the table, and they produce exactly. And, and they they they've been they they've been producing. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say it now. Inter and Ericsson need to leave each other. Yeah, There's, it's not, it's not Ericsson at Inter does not work. Yeah, it doesn't. <clears throat> Conte is not going to adapt his formation to him. The only thing that I could see Ericsson working as is what Cassano had said and what we were saying earlier. Maybe try him as a regista like Pirlo played to swap out for Brozovic because he's a creative player. He's not going to bring that intensity in the midfield that Conte wants. Even when Ericsson is on... Uh, I don't remember which pundit in Italy said it, but when whether they're winning 4-0 or they're losing 4-0, Ericsson's got the same exact intensity, same exact play. I don't think his style fits Conte. The only way that he could stay, and this is two months. You've got two months to figure this out because in January he's going to have to go, is if he plays in that register role. Um, that's what I think. The Ericsson case and even uh, reports from Fabrizio Romano today were that there he might be up for, for sale in January. And I... I don't know what what team does another Serie A club look at this and say is Ericsson not adapt to Serie A and he can only play in a Premier League team or maybe in Germany or or a different kind of setup or is it just Inter and Conte? Well, you you have to give players. Uh, it's not easy to adapt to a Serie A uh, style of play. Let's keep in mind that Serie A is very tactical. Every uh, every team. Every player, uh, they they are told every run to make, how to make it, how many miles an hour. They, it, it's like you're directing these players minute by minute for 95 minutes on what to do on the field. It's not like other championships where you have more of that freedom of expression on the field to be yourself. In, in Italy, it's very tactical. So each player has his role on what to do, limited space, limited time, and, and the, the approach is different. And it's not easy to, to adapt to that style of play. So we have to give players a little bit of time, but in Italy, they don't want to give time to these players to adapt because everything they want, ASAP. the owners, the, the co- they want everything ASAP. Mm-hmm. Look, at, I mean, we have a perfect example in Lozano. Lozano last year was a no-show was a completely no-show. He did not practice the right way. He was not taking it seriously. He was weak. He was not practicing the right way. Gattuso threw him out of practice. Go home. You're not welcome here. Then a little bit at a time, he changed philosophy. He changed mentality. He understood the way of playing in Serie A. And now he's having a great season. He's one of the best players every single game. So now Ericsson needs... The same, I think, needs the same the, the, the same thing. But now, when you have, what is Ericsson's role? What did Conte explain to Ericsson what he wanted to do? Did he tell Ericsson A, B, and C that this is what you mean for Inter and now the cards have changed on the table and now this player is not mentally ready, not practicing the right way, not giving 110% because... Conte did not keep his word based on what he told them at the beginning, why he wanted him. We do probably. not, you know, we do not know. We could so, assume probably. Right, we could probably. assume. We could assume. Uh, uh, um, what happened? Probably, but it's it's a roster that 
any particular time that roster can explode. You have a lot of big names there, and you have a lot of, uh, and uh, Conte is not an easy uh, uh, coach to deal with, and a lot of teams that he has coached, the second year he started to have, problems. you know, the the, the problems yeah. with the with the roster, with the formation. I guess because he doesn't keep his word with these, with these, uh, you know, with 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 these pair uh, with these players. Me personally, I like the Gattuso approach that he takes with the, uh, you know, with the uh, with the, with with the players. I but, just want, yeah, I just want to bring something up here. Uh, he had the problems with Chelsea, Juventus, because he didn't really get the players that he wanted. But at Inter, they're literally yeah, handing they him every, every, whatever he wants. So is this a different case? I mean, they paid Ericsson twenty like million extra in order yeah. not to come in June, exactly. but yeah, to come yeah. six months so, earlier. So and the, they made him happy in every sense of the way. You you yeah. you have to. You have to deliver. Yeah, so there's no excuse on Conde's part. Is what I'm saying. He's not gonna leave because he didn't get what he wanted. Well, this the time excuse be is for him. the first year, but not for the. Uh, but not, not even not, that. Not the excuse for the, for the year. last clubs where he didn't even have the and players he that say, he wanted. He at Juventus too. He can't too. say this time, and which has been an excuse in the past. It's like, oh, I'm going up against Juventus. Yeah, exactly. I mean, look, look at, at Juventus player. this year. But look at his roster too. And, with, and his roster, his roster is. Yeah. I mean, yes, you don't have a Ronaldo in your team, but I think that anybody could argue that Inter is just as good. That to overall, be able to overall. be able to, to win yeah, the Scudetto, so there's no more sure. that excuse of yeah, yeah, this yeah. dominant Juventus. You know they have exactly. a coach that's never coached before. So I definitely agree with everybody. Yeah. Ludo, what else caught your your mind this week? You know it could be about Napoli, Juventus, anything that you saw this Serie A round that you want to touch on. Um, what I want to touch on is I think uh, uh, is very briefly Benevento. Uh, wow. Benevento now too many losses. And uh, it's my second city. I lived in Benevento for one year before arriving here to this. So I have. Uh, I like that. I, so I really do that. like that team. But I think Inzaghi has to start uh, 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 changing a little bit and not to be. And not to go on the field and say, okay, let's play our game against everyone and let's hope we get a win. No, it's not hope to get a win. You got to move the standings one point at a time. Now, too many losses are, uh, are, uh, uh, are coming. Week after week, now it's time to change a little bit and say, okay, how do I get some points now in order for um, for this team not to go down to uh, to Serie B? Uh, another shout out, Spezia. That team is playing great soccer, enjoyable soccer, nice to watch, and a lot of players, starters that are positive, and whoever comes in does the job. They replace the starters that are home in isolation because they tested positive and they do exactly what they need to do. You watch them play, they're getting points and they're moving the standings one point at a time, a little bit at a time. They're crawling up there and, they, and they're getting uh, uh, points. And that's what I like to, uh, and that's what I do like to, uh, uh, to see. I believe Sassuolo played against... Uh, who did they play last week against 0-0? Udinese, 0-0. Yeah, Udinese yeah, against... That was uh, disappointing. Udinese against 0-0. And I'm happy for Fonseca. I'm happy for Fonseca because of the... Uh, of the uh, the new owners that I think with the new owners, he feels safe. He feels at home. He feels wanted. He feels needed. He feels important. And the players are responding to him. Roma is improving. And I think Roma will finish in the top four. They're playing well. Wow, he wow, changes wow. positions around. He changes players, the formation, and they deliver every week and they're getting the points. Another shout out is to Napoli. I like the Gattuso. I think Napoli's problem is not the style of, of playing, but is the mentality that this team goes up and then it loses that concentration and then you need somebody to shake a little bit, you know, the, 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 the players and say, wait, you know, you re re remember what you're playing for and that's what Gattuso is bringing to the team. He speaks his mind. He, uh, he lets the players know what he thinks. On Saturday, he did not like the way Gulam and Mario Rui were practicing. Oh, yeah. They were walking on the field. They were daydreaming. It took them, you're not going to stay home. You're coming with me. And you're going to go to the, um, 
in tribuna. You're going to go in the standings. He did it with Alan. He did it with uh, with Lozano last year, which he threw out of practice. And I like that uh, he was, I mean, the, 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 the game on Thursday against the, uh, in Europa League, the first half was a horror show. Was a complete, I mean, that team looked like Real Madrid the way they were playing against Napoli. Was a horror show. I don't know what happened in the locker rooms, but it's probably the walls are still shaking. And he's not the, you know, he's, he's the type of player, but I like, I mean, the type of coach. What I like about Gattuso is, okay, today I'm going to kick your ass. I'm going to beat the shit out of you. I'm going to put you in the standings. You're not playing. But now as soon as this game is over and we go back to practice, it's over. We're best friends. Show me yeah. now what you could do. What happened last week that we threw 30 punches at each other, it's over. I'm, it's not in my mind anymore. I have no grudges against you. It's a brand new week. Shape up and let's see what you could do. And that's what, it, it doesn't hold that inside of him. And that's what I like. So the Napoli issues now is not the style of play. It's the mentality. And that's where Napoli mentally, they, they go down. And it's Gattuso's job that has to change the mentality of this team and shake a little bit the tree every once in a while and let these players know what, you know, that to believe in themselves and what they can do. And he has no problem telling them, putting them in the stand. Doesn't matter who you are, how many years you've been with the team, what is your position, what is the, uh, the, the general view of the locker room. I don't care who you are. You don't practice the right way, you're out. Yep. Yeah. And he let you know right away. And and I think also a lot of the players... Uh, they know, respect you for that. And and I think that a lot of them know that Gattuso will be their number one defendant when they do something right. Absolutely. That he'll be right on their side saying, taking any credit, any any bashing from the media, putting it on himself and taking it away from the players. And I think that goes a long way. Uh, one more thing to before we close out. Two more things. Uh, one, there was rumors today about Ronaldo possibly going to PSG. Which they always seem to circulate. They're, you know, once a year you get these Ronaldo's going to leave Juventus or Ronaldo's going to leave here. It always seems to be PSG in the mix. The only reason why we bring it up is because Leonardo, uh, director for PSG, even he spoke about him, saying that you know, of course PSG's linked with them. They have the finances, this and that. Ronaldo's obviously got a year after this. Sometimes you do see him looking a little bit frustrated with the, the team around him. You know, there's definitely. I'm sure he thinks that there's some uncertainty around the, the playing style, around, you know, they, they've now been on, under three different coaches since he joined. He went to Juventus to raise a profile, uh, but also to win a Champions League and compete in Champions League. I think it's fair to say that they have not done that so far, competing at a serious level for Champions League. No semifinals, I don't think, and, and finals. Is, do you guys think there's any base to these rumors of Ronaldo to PSG? Because me personally, I don't. I think that they're just there. Every time international break comes up, you start getting these bullshit reports that newspapers are trying to get headlines. They want people like us to come on and talk about it and say, oh, you know, he's unhappy. It's this. It's that. He's obviously, you know, he just picked up an injury. Didn't know if he's going to travel to Portugal. That's how I see it. And I know Juventus fans are freaking out a little bit on if he would leave. I don't think Juventus in any sense would sell Ronaldo in the summer, nor do I think Ronaldo would say to himself, all right, I was thinking about retiring in a year. I'm going to go to PSG now. Ronaldo was um, purchased for a particular reason, to win the Champions League. Because Juventus did win Scudetti's with uh, other players, nice to name one, well. Zaza, and other players that... I don't even know if they're playing right now. Zaza may be in, uh, in, uh, in, uh, in Torino. Juventus did not need Ronaldo to win the Scudetto. They could have won it. They brought Ronaldo in to give that team a, uh, a boost, a different mental approach that Ronaldo could bring in, uh, in, uh, in Champions League. Uh, that mentality, that approach, which is different than Serie A. Juventus has that approach in Serie A, in order what it takes to win a Scudetto. What it takes to win a Champions League, it's a different animal, it's a different entity, it's a different approach. Uh, Inter, it's still trying to earn that mental approach to win Serie A, which Juventus already has for many, many years, and they already have it in their pocket and they know what to do. So me, personally, Ronaldo leaving Juventus 
Is it really a big deal? No, I don't think so. I, I don't think so because like I said in, in previous uh, podcast, it's time for Juventus to actually start planning a project. Think about bringing in players, young players that they can grow. And I think they started with the Atalanta player, the redhead, what's his name? Kulusevski. Kulusevski, I can never <laughs> pronounce his name. With Kiesa. And like we said last week or two weeks ago, Kiesa and the other uh, uh, purchases, the, the other players coming in, it's not necessarily about this year. It could be about next year and the day and the year after because they're young. And the the chances that Pirlo is giving these young players uh, to to get that to get that experience, I think it's fundamental to grow something in house. And PSG, he might go to PSG, but we're back to the same. Okay, PSG. How many scudettos have they won? How many Champions League have they won? Zero. I mean, they spend over a billion euros. Crazy. The owners in trying to win a Champions League, and they haven't succeeded. Why? Because of planning. And just by getting a player from here, and the best one from there, and the best one from there, it's not necessarily going to guarantee you a, a win. And Bayern Munich is the perfect example. You have players that they purchased 7 million, 8 million, and not 200 million. And look, I mean, they won the Champions League with players that other teams probably did not want. Why? Because they gave them the opportunity to grow, which Italian teams are not giving to. Let's hope Juventus will change that that mentality. Juventus fans, don't be upset if you don't win the scudetto. Don't look at the at the uh, at the uh, uh, at the at the small. Look at the big picture. Look at what could happen in uh, two years, three years from now if Pirlo is able to mix that salad and give these players the opportunity to grow mentally uh, for Serie A, playing for Juventus, and also to grow in uh, in Champions League. So if he does go to PSG, I don't think Juventus will, will miss uh, anything because if they got to win the Scudetto again next year, they'll win it without Ronaldo. I think it's just and rumors, it, by the way. I don't think well, it will well, happen. It, listen, it can... Yeah. It, it, it can happen, but I think PSG at this point, yeah. with Ronaldo at his age, yes. Will he be dominant in the French league? Oh, absolutely, he'll be dominant. Will he, will he score goals? Absolutely, he's going to score goals. Will PSG win the, uh, the, 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 the league? Absolutely, they're going to win the league. Will PSG win the Champions League with uh, Ronaldo next year if he goes to PSG? I don't think so. I agree. Anything on uh, Milan that you saw from this weekend? Yeah, I just want to <laughs> add something for Milan for you, a question, because there's um, they lost to Lille uh, 3-0, uh, then they tied to Verona. They almost ended up losing as Latan uh, saved them at the end. Um, do you think this is just a small little speed bump for Milan? Because we have a lot of Milanese asking and what's going to go on. You think it's a small little speed bump, or do you think this could be something a little bit more and maybe they can start kind of hitting at reality because they were kind of overachieving well, at this point and do you think a top four finish with them in the future because you said Roma you think top four <laughs> you packed a lot of questions I know I know mind. well no okay. well the uh, <laughs> Milan do I, I I don't think Milan is uh, to me I think is Ibrahimovic dependent that guy could play until uh, yeah. 45 okay. why he can play until 45 because if you guys if you guys analyze the game and the way he plays he doesn't do that much running I mean, it's basically getting the ball, ball to him, and he stopping the ball, protecting the ball, and you know, even when he stops, you know, in the in the box, you give him the ball. He's out, he knows who to give it to, but he doesn't do a lot of physical work. He doesn't do a lot of running. He doesn't do a lot of sweating. So a player like that with that body, he could play for another for another three, four years. Wow. Do I see uh, Ibrahimovic a little bit nervous? Yes, I do. I do see a little bit uh, 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 nervousness in him. He did miss the uh, the the the, uh, the the penalty, and he missed another one, I believe. He missed three this season. Right, all competition. No, he missed one on Sunday and one also in Europa League. Yeah, yeah. Right. So now that nervousness kicks in, and I'm afraid that that type of uh, he did save Milan at the end. He did score that goal. They did score before, so they had a great reaction. But remember, they played against Verona. Verona will give anyone a, a good game. Time, yeah. You better be ready. I mean, Verona does not play on Thursday. 
They only play once a week. Those guys, they pressure you. They will give you a game. They will pressure you high. And they will try to... They, they do show up to play. Verona is not a type of team that will say, okay, okay, we play against Milan. Let's park the bus. And let's try to get a point and go home. And we think about the following week. No, they are going to give you. I like their mentality. I like the coach's mentality. I look up to him. I think Juric and De Zerbi to, uh, uh, right now are the two best coaches in, uh, in the Serie A. And my third favorite is the coach from uh, Spezia. Vincenzo What's, what he's able to do with Spezia and the way they play and getting these players ready mentally week after week, even though they have so many positives, but we spoke about this before. So Milan, I think, uh, on paper, Milan is still not as strong as uh, Napoli, Roma, Inter, and, and Juventus. I think Milan this year will finish will finish fifth. I, I personally see Roma... In, uh, in the fourth spot, I do not see the same Atalanta as previous years. They're getting too many, uh, too many goals. They don't have that, uh, that balance as they, did, uh, as they did last year. But Milan is Ibrahimovic dependent. Let's hope he keeps playing the way he has. He doesn't show his nervousness on the field or in the locker room. Because if something does happen, the toy will break. Mm -hmm. I, I think that uh, I think that people overact a little bit to Milan. Verona is a really good team, and I think that some people look at the name Verona and they just think, "All right, it's Verona. It's an We're easy game to smash." Oh, they play, but they, if you actually know the way that Verona play, they show up. That's man. they I, show up to play. It's actually a tough game, and, it, and it a tie is not. It's a tough game for everyone. 100%. Not just for Milan, for yeah. everyone. 100%. Juventus yeah. tied Verona too, so I think that people lost it a little bit in that sense. Uh, Ibra completely agree with your analysis of him. The guy could keep going because he's smart in the way that he plays. He's smart, right? He doesn't. He knows when to use his energy, right? Yes, yeah, to use his exactly. energy. Oh, no, now I need to run five yards, but now I'm not going to run because it's not necessary to run these five yards or these ten yards so, or sprint yeah. to it because I know it. But he knows what to do. He has great vision. He has that great uh, 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 mental mental, and he has that killer instinct that. He'll put the ball in or give it to you in order for you to uh, in order for you to score. So the guy could play for another. My my knowledge, he could play until he's forty five. He's forty five years old if he's able to keep that up, right? Yeah, and I think absolutely. I think if Zlatan is doing amazing and if Zlatan can do that, it's also a credit to his teammates because I think that they don't get enough credit because they're doing that running off the ball that sometimes goes unnoticed by the people who see Ibra score a great goal and you're like, wow, Ibra's amazing. They're Milan dependent. Uh, they're, they're Ibra dependent. But it's also the guys like Leao, Saleh Mikers, uh, Ben Asser, who are pulling the strings and allowing Ibra to be able to do that. To shine. Because you put Ibra in certain teams and you're not going to be having these guys doing that right. running and putting you in that position. But and I think that that's something that people are overlooking a little bit. The work that's going on around him the is water just carriers. as important. The, the players that carry the water. It's just Every as play, important right. as what Ibra's doing. I think Benacer is another one who's gone under the radar a little bit. That when Milan don't have Benacer, you see how things are not connected. Look, you're all There's a huge gap between Milan's defense and attack when Benacer is not pulling the strings. Sometimes what Benacer does looks a little mundane. And you say, okay, it's simple. But those simple moves that Benacer does are keys to putting all of his other guys in important positions that leads to goals for Milan. So I think it's normal for them to have this. I do want, having said that, I want Kessia to start taking the penalty kicks. I know Ibra <laughs> said he's going to leave them to him. Kessia from the spot is amazing. He's good, yeah. I was surprised to not see him take the penalty kicks. But Milan, I think that, that Milan are, are a really good team. A lot stronger than many have given them credit to. And I don't see this as a downfall. Lille, Lille is, again, another team. Like Verona, like... You wouldn't think. You say, okay, it's a French league. But if you watch what they're doing, they really play good. They've got a lot of young guys. They're in second place, I think, in uh, France. And playing games back-to-back -back is difficult. So <clears throat> there's some things that have went against Milan. I think that some have taken it a little bit on the dramatic side. But uh, guys, that's it for today. Ludovico, you the man. I Thank love, you so much. Love having you on. Always a good chat. Uh, we'll, we'll be ready tomorrow. Italy plays. We are on international break. Uh, I would say, unfortunately, we went on a rant yesterday uh, against uh, of what's going break. on. Yeah. I don't well, know if you feel the share, same. Well, look, he called forty-one players because you don't know which Who's gonna get region will send will authorize which health 
department of that particular region will authorize their players to leave. How's your fitness, Ludo? Yeah. I'm sorry? How's your fitness? Not bad. I'm maybe maybe Mancini is gonna call you up too. <laughs> I, I, he's watching. I, you I, you yeah, we, we gotta put our name in I the mean, ballot. Look at, you know, look at Mancini. He's also positive. Now he has Ivani, uh, his his assistant. But you you have to call extra players because you don't know that particular what particular region will not allow their players to to leave. So if this particular region is not allowing uh, health uh, authority, not allowing these players to go to the national. What is the difference between that and Serie A? Not allowing a team to leave yeah. to play an away game if two, three players have to yeah. have tested positive. So if players have tested positive in Serie A, they have to stay in isolation. I mean, for the national team, why they're not... You understand? Wow. Right. So wow. this is where Napoli, I think, has the chance, not the next round, but the fourth round, to overturn at least partially the the decision of maybe getting one or two, all four, I don't agree, <laughs> but at least one or two agree. to get these points uh, uh, back in the uh, in the uh, in the spring. Well said, guys. Uh, remind you once again, November sixteenth, next Monday, twelve p.m. Eastern time, our next cultural drop. Uh, get ready because we last for three days and then they are gone. And I know people are mad and they get upset, but we're reminding you early. Also, our Patreon. We appreciate everybody that's subscribing LinkedIn to it right bio. now. Uh, great way to support IFTV if you enjoy the coverage, guys. Christmas is around the corner. Shop early. That's right. Well said, Ludo. And guys, for Thanksgiving too. Yes, Black Friday. <laughs> Dress the turkey. Well, for those that live in the United States, you know, it's, it's a turkey day at the end of the month. Uh, guys, as always, thank you for watching. Know. We'll talk to you soon. Ciao, Ciao guys. guys. Good night, everyone. Forza Benavento.